Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, West Coast, East Coast, North and South, and every all of our friends across all the great oceans that make our world what it is. Welcome to the Birds at Bush. I'm your host, Josh Edwards, and our long lost buddy, straight out of the heart of Texas, Logan Stone's here with me tonight. Logan, how are you, sir? Oh, you know, I'm sorry I look a little disheveled, but I decided to put as much effort as the Cardinals have in this season, so. <laughs> I can't blame you for that one, man. They, uh, Golly, they've been rough, um, which is why we t- called this episode Jekyll and Hyde. We really never know what team is going to walk onto the field day in and day out. Um, you know, You know how big of a fan I am. Um, I know how big of a fan you are. This has been a really rough season for me to deal with, considering this is the worst season the Cardinals have had in my lifetime. 2007 I, is kind of the closest we've had, right? That was the closest because it was right off the World Series year, though. So you yeah. had the World Series title to kind of ease the pain. Now we're 12 years removed from a title, and we look like junk. Yeah. So uh, you know, tell, tell me your overall thoughts so far on the season, Logan. Uh, at the beginning, I was, I mean, this is the thing we've been, you know, you and I were arguing about this all last year and I was like, you know, the Cardinals just suck. And you were like, no, they don't suck. They are really, they're really good. They just need, I'm like, I just, it doesn't feel like they're a complete team. And I've been saying this since 2019 and it's just, the luck has come back to bite them in the ass. You know, they, they've fit their whole team formula around defense and and offense and the offense is good and but whenever and then like they totally just said screw the pitching and and we're just gonna have ground ball pitchers because if you have the best defense then put having a ground ball won't hurt anything and that'll be okay but that's not how it works you still have to have good pitchers um and we're seeing it come into fruition this season and I think it's a shame because the, the the Cardinals last year, even though I still think they were lacking in a lot of areas, mostly the pitching side, uh, rotation and bullpen, they were really – I think that if they had gotten some more pieces besides Quintana and uh, Monty, they could have made a decent run at the playoffs. And this year – they're just everywhere, and so I think next year they just need to stop with the fucking shit that they're doing, <laughs> and and just move on. Sorry, <laughs> they just need to move on. And uh, anyways, I, that's kind of what we're gonna get into this episode. I'm told so. I won't go too deep into it. Right? No. Yeah, we're, we're definitely gonna here. get into that. Oh. Yep, she just made her appearance quickly through the background, recovering from giving birth to our beautiful second daughter. Logan hi, says hi, boy. And he says he loves you. She just gave you the big thumbs up. She uh, looks better. But um, no, I mean, it's been a real rough season. Um, the inconsistencies are outrageous. Um, but I think you summed it up right. I mean, yes, last year when we talked a lot, I said, no, this team is better than what it is, than what they look, da 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 And I very much believe that because of the pieces we had in play. And in theory, what the Cardinals did made sense. 
Mm-hmm. Build the absolute best defense you can. Have average mediocre pitching, and that's what your defense is going to do. It's going to bail those pitchers out and make them look better, and then have have a better than average offense. And you know they kept, they kept coming up short. Well, we didn't develop any pitchers, and the pitchers we did develop, we decided to trade away for other pieces. And so we have no youth and no good youthful pitchers that are maturing to come into the rotation. Our bullpen, when they're on, beautiful. Like, lights out, great bullpen work. But when you burn them up the way the Cardinals did in the first six weeks of the season, the bullpen cannot sustain what they could originally. Not to mention all the injuries we've had. But I think you're right. Um, everything has come to fruition. Uh, in the offseason, they went out, they made one acquisition. Uh, for a big bat to sit behind the plate and try to fill Yadier Molina's shoes. And we all knew he was never going to be able to do that defensively. And I was very critical of the decision, but I said, if he hits for X, Y, and Z, I can deal with it because his offense is going to make up for the lack of defense. The problem with Contreras right now is (laughs) he's worse than Yadier Molina offensively, and he's worse than him defensively. And I don't know if that's him still just putting too much pressure on himself, um, not settling into the new city. I, I'm not sure what it is, but he needs to he needs to bring that bat to life and help the team because when goal when Goldschmidt's hitting the way he's been hitting all season, where he's had some short slumps, Arenado's been hot and cold this year. Gorman has turned into everything you were claiming he was going to be. So. Congratulations to you on that. So um, up until recently, been. because he's, you know, like 11 out of his last 78 or something, or nine out of his last, seven, whatever the stat is, it's bad. Um, yeah. The team just, they can't find that continuity and, and, and maintain the, um, the goods when they have the goods going. Like today's game was not bad. I mean, Michaelis did not pitch poorly. He gave two up two runs. runs. Yeah. One home run. Um, and, and you're going to win games, you know, with only giving up two runs, but the offense has got to score. They got to go out and do something for you. Um, Michaelis is turning a page. Montgomery has been very strong. Jack Flaherty is a very big question to me still. Wayno is doing exactly what I thought he would be able to do this season and nothing more. Yeah. Not a thing more. No. Um, He's not going to pitch in Game Seven of any, you know, World Series. No, he's not going to. I mean, he may be Game Three, it, Maybe. but it, and that's not even a possibility right now. But it's like a domino effect. I think. I think the offense is a really good offense. I. It's a lot better than I thought it would be, honestly, because um, I was like, we still. I feel like we need a shortstop. I was like, I think we need another big bat, and that's why I was really want. I mean, aside from like my love of Trey Turner. That's why I thought we should get Trey Turner. Um, even Dansby Swanson. Uh, but I think that it's a trickle down effect where the offense feels they have to put up 10 runs a game in order to get a win. And whenever you have that mentality where you can't rely on your pitching, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt you mentally. You're just like, I can't, I can't do that. If the pitching is just going to be dog shit. And I, that's kind of been all that's always been my theory about baseball teams for the longest time. You have this great offense and they build this offense up and then the pitching is abysmal. And then 
it just shuts down because they're like because it meant it's mentally hard to do that. So that's my oh, thought about it. It's got to be exhausting as an offense knowing that you can never have an off day or there's no chance you'll win. Mm-hmm. You have to be on every day, and that's what the Cardinals are at right now. Yeah. And that's what makes this such a struggle because when this offense goes, we can run with any other offense in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Like I wholeheartedly believe that because one through six, we are super solid. And if you really want to do the way the no- lineup normally is, it's one through six and then nine. So nine through six, <laughs> you got a solid lineup. Yeah. Um, seven just, and eight are questionable. Yeah. Which, I mean, you go back to a year ago or even two years ago, I was talking about you had four guys in the lineup who were very either streaky or just not good. Right. And so it, it did transform this year. Um, I kind of wish Albert came back for another year, honestly. Have 35 uh, yeah. home runs. That would been nice for him to come back, even just to hit, even to hit 10 and yeah. have 60 RBIs. I mean, I've been fine with that for a, a send-off season, but – yeah. No, I mean, it is what it is. Now, can you admit one thing to me? If it's about Contreras, I don't know. It's not about Contreras. Okay. Yachty was more important to this team than you wanted to give him credit for last season. Um. Yes, in a sense that, like, I figure I always made fun of Cardinal fans because they were always like, Oh, the pitching, you know, the pitching was so good. Yachty deserves so much credit. And I was like, why? And then I realized Yachty did all the work, all the homework, and then the pitchers did nothing, which is another thing that's wrong with this season. And I'm like, you pitchers did nothing? Absolutely nothing? And I'm like, you guys have to – I don't understand that. Like, it's just so weird, like – and I heard somebody say, you know, Jack Flaherty doesn't know how to call a game. And it's like, why? Like, I get Yachty was Yachty or Molina towards, like, the last, what, the last 10 years? So you don't, you know, you don't shake off Yachty, which always irritated me. But it's like nothing. And it's, I don't know, it was, that's kind of infuriating to me. So, yeah, he was important. It's just, it's like. I don't know. You're being you're a helicopter parent for so long, and then you're like, okay, kid, go out into the world, and you're then they're like, okay, nope, nothing, and you're just like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, uh, yeah. They he made it way too dependent on him, and not saying that it's his fault that the Cardinals are sucking this year. It's it's just I I don't I don't like that the Cardinals pitchers can't call a freaking game themselves. I think the only one that can is Wayno. Yeah. Well, and that's because Wayno and Yachty came up together and Wayno had as big of a ego as Yachty did. So anyways. So I'm just saying Yachty, as much as he was a liability offensively, like I would rather have Yachty behind the plate right now because I bet you we'd be at least 500. I don't think so. I think he is a 14 game swing. I do think he has a 14-game swing this far into the season. That get, that gets into war territory, and you know how much I hate that shit. I'm, I'm trying. I'm talking strictly eye test. The 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 calmness he exuded for the team 
the the collectiveness when things got hairy, how he could just kind of reel everything back in. And and in in general, that leadership on the bench. And that's what's lacking this season. I mean, it was it was so evident until Wayno came back that there was no bench leadership. None at all. At least yeah. when Wayno came back, you know, you saw some some continuity come together and, and the team started acting like a team and then things got rocky again and it is what it is. My disappointment here comes from Goldschmidt and Arenado. Goldschmidt is not a vocal leader. He's an action, he's a doer. Yeah. Which is what I love about the guy. But he when you're a doer and you're the eldest statesman in the in the clubhouse, sometimes you gotta speak. And then when you speak, your words are gonna be taken very, very seriously and you're gonna be listened to. Arenado has all the fiery passion, much like Contreras does. He wears his emotions on his sleep. Love that about him, too. But his body language has been lacking this season. I've seen multiple times where a ball's gone by him that he would have made a play on it the year before. Where he just he's like, I know this isn't gonna matter. Yeah. We're we're down six runs. I'm not gonna wait. I'm not gonna risk getting injured. Which I understand that concept of it, but yeah. Body language has been poor, and even in the dugout, like Walker and Burleson both hit home runs last week, and nobody went crazy yeah. or even got excited in the dugout. So there's a lot more wrong with this team than just the pitching and the personnel we have when it comes to players, and we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Um, so obviously we're going to touch on trade possibilities, who we'd like to get, who we realistically think we can get rid of, clear some cap space, things of that nature. But I, th- I think this is a lot deeper than just the players we have. I think this comes down to the front office, the president of baseball operations, the GM, the manager, and, and the coaching staff as a whole. So those are the things I want to make sure we get covered tonight, at least touch on. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start trades? Do you want to talk front office? Like, where do you want to go? Um, let's start off with the front office because trades has always been my happy place. So <laughs> we'll start off you- with that. Your favorite day of baseball season is the trade deadline. It is. It's my Christmas. Uh, but yeah, I'll, yeah, we can talk about front office and that shit show. All right. So who's most at fault in your opinion? Is it DeWitt? Is it Mo? Or is it Gersh? Pick one. Well, obviously it's not Gersh. That Chia pet is more like a Muppet puppet than anything. Um. I don't know because I don't know if you remember this and I wanted to do this back when I was more involved in Cardinals Chronicles or Birds at Bush. Um, but I, I had a theory that it wasn't all Mosaic's fault and DeWitt was kind of holding them back a little bit. I think he's a little too cheap, and I think that hurts Mosaic in the just I want to go out and do stuff department, which I feel like that's why he didn't want to go out and get $60 million pitchers, $80 million pitchers, uh, instead of you know going for the ground ball pitcher. So I think it's the wit, but I also think it's a little bit of – I mean, it's. I think it's 50-50. Uh, I can't pick one. I think it's mostly – okay, it's mostly DeWitt, I think. Okay, I, I can accept that. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why I disagree with you. 
you go to work for a company to manage and run a company. The owner comes and says, hey, this is the budget we have to work on. These are the things I want you to do. These are the goals I expect you to accomplish. DeWitt understands that he wants to stay within a certain budget. The Cardinals are not the cheapest team in the league by any means. They're in the top half. I think they're 14th overall in payroll. Yeah. Payroll's just around $180 million this year. I agree with you. They should bump the payroll right up to about $200 million, and they need to keep it there. Because once you get past that point, you're going to cost the fans more and more money to come and enjoy your stadium, enjoy your game, see your players, spend money to support the team. But a good manager uses the tools given to him, like analytics, to find the missing pieces in the in the holes of his system. Stephen Matz was a bad signing. That was a waste of $40 million. Oh, don't even get me started on that because it was either him or Stroman. Yes, and and we should have taken Stroman because look at the season Stroman's having. He's been fantastic. Um, Signing Adam Wainwright to the contract they signed him to for this year, I don't think it was a bad contract. Well, I do think it was a bad contract, but I think it was structured incorrectly because you could have paid Adam out like a Bobby Bonilla deal where he gets 1.5 or 2, whatever it is, for the next 15 years and could have kept some of that money to go get another bat another relief pitcher um, could have not spent $87 million on Wilson Contreras for the term of his deal, maybe gone and did three years, 50 million and figured out what happened and had some extra money to go find other players. So I, I blame Mo as much or more than I blame DeWitt because he took the job understanding the parameters of what kind of money he was going to have to work with and he said he could go build a winning team. He's yeah. had winning seasons he has almost every year he's been in charge. Yeah, yeah. But he's not winning yeah. where it counts. Yeah, no. And that's my problem with it. And, and I think it's, 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 it's poor management of your players, the development of your players, and your payroll on where you're spending your money. He's made yeah. bad move after bad move after bad move. Fowler, Ozuna. Mats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we can go down the list, but those are just the first three examples off the top of my head. Yeah. So that that's why I think it's more on Mo because he knew what he was getting into. He knew what the expectations were with the Wits because he was in he was affiliated with the team. It's not like he came over from Boston. No. And DeWitt hired him. Like he knew what he was getting into. So I put it on Mo because he know he knew what his constraints were going to be, and he said he could get the job done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. And I, I did look at the payroll. Uh, Cardinals are number 16 and 23 or, uh, in 2023. It says $147 million on the uh, payroll for the all the players. Is, does That can't include the guys that are on the IL then. Oh, that may be it. Who's on the IL that would be missing all that money then? Tyler O'Neill. And he's on he's, arbitration. That's true. I don't know. But yeah, it says but we, you know, we know their payroll is more than that because between five players, yeah. That's the majority of the payroll. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. 
Anyway, Arenado's 30. Goldschmidt's almost 30. Wayno's almost 20. Contreras is only nine this year or something. Yeah. I mean, right there you got $80 million. But they're not paying anyone else. Everyone else is under arbitration, kind of. So, anyways, yeah. I, I yeah, I mean, that's I, we could go. I mean, it's 147 to 180. Either way, they're not spending enough. The the winning teams are they are going a little bit at the extra mile. And I think and I think Mo kind of like I think the Strowman situation, I feel like Strowman was did not have the cardinal way instilled into him. And so they wanted to steer clear from that because he's like, you know, there's weird stuff that he does, which he's a talented player who like he's sassy, as I like to say about most players. They have charisma. I I think I think sometimes the team hates that and which I think kind of goes against like I think it goes into what the clubhouse thing is like everyone's looking for like this this monk, this saint to in the clubhouse to lead them in the way of the cardinal way. But you kind of need someone who's scrappy, which and I was looking at Arenado highlights a couple days ago in the and the one where he uh he's uh you know he's just yelling at all these players on his team, he's yelling at people on the other team, like get into a fist fight. I don't care if you're gonna get suspended for three games, I don't care if you're gonna get suspended for 10. Go out and do shit. And yeah, and I understand it's it is probably uh Mo. Uh one second, I'll be right back. <laughs> he had to go take care of his yapping puppy. Um but I completely understand what where Logan's going there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um and I'm not gonna try to finish this thought because that just wouldn't work. <laughs> So I'm going to piggyback off of that. And it's Arnado's fire is one of my favorite things about him. And when Logan's talking about the Cardinal way, you talk about what has always been deemed the right way to play baseball, the right way to do things. Good. You're back. Finish your thought. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do understand that it is a lot of Mo's. I think he's just, he feels like he's constrained with a lot of things that Cardinals fans are going to get angry at him. Bill's going to get mad at him. The, uh, I think he's just, and he's worried about making another Dexter Fowler signing. Um, I think Wilson Contreras is going to be good next year. I think if the team is hitting on all cylinders, it's going to be good. If the stress is going to be off of him, that's going to be good. And, I think it's just the first year, like Paul Goldschmidt, his first year was not as good in 2019. Uh, he was struggling hard. Um, and then Arenado in 21, he ended up with a really great year, but it was still kind of a down year compared to his previous year. So I think Wilson Contreras is going to get acclimated better. Um, I know no nobody really talks about it, but the Cardinals are a hard team to play for. There's a lot of stress. It's it's not Phillies or uh, any New York teams, but it's there. It's a stressful environment, I'm sure. Um, so there's my two cents about it. 
Well, I mean, you're right about that. I mean, the Cardinals, the Cardinals have to be a very, very tough organization to play for. But at the same time, it's got to be one of the most rewarding organizations to play for because you know when you put on that jersey and you walk out into Bush Stadium, those fans have your back 110. percent Yeah, up and down. To a flaw. I mean, yeah, it's it's it is a flaw. It's a flaw mm-hmm. of the St. Louis fandom. I am guilty of such. But, I mean, there's an expectation to go yeah. and win, and not just win in the regular season, but win in the postseason yeah. and, and push for excellence. And this team has lost that. And and yeah. it's disappointing. Um, but I, I do agree. I think Contreras will be much better next year. My only problem is, considering we don't have the starting rotation even halfway figured out for next season, how many new pitchers is he going to have to learn again? And how much is the first is he going to struggle the first half of the season getting used to the new pitchers? And then are we going to change out the bullpen and he's going to have to learn that too? So that's my only concern going into next year. I do think his bat will be, I, I will, I he'll be a 285 hitter next year with 25 home runs and then, you know 90 RBIs and his on base percentage will be like probably 780 to 800 and his OPS plus will probably be 105. Like that's what I expect out of his bat next year. Um, his arm is better than I thought it was really going to be. I knew his arm was good, but I don't think I realized that he basically has a cannon attached to his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, um, his pop time's okay, but defensively he's not a good catcher. He's just not. He, he's he's average at best. Um, and and our pitching staff has been protected for so long. That's what's hurting them at that point. Another thing you should look into is, uh, like, I mean, the WCBC kind of screwed them because, like, all but uh, Jack Flirty, all the pitchers were in the WBC. And so next year he's going to have a lot more. And Yachty, he may come in during spring training next year and say, hey, here are some pointers that you can use uh, on on catching. And I think another thing is Contreras did not realize how much – he had to inherit like how much the pitchers wanted him to do say like saying, Hey, we want, we want you to do all the studying and all the stuff. And maybe the, it'll go the other way too, where next year the pitchers are like, okay, I'll do some, some more of the work too. And it'll, it may be evened out, but none of the pitchers for next year, none of the pitchers will be back next year in my, uh, in my trades. None of them. I mean, you got guys under contract. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about Jordan Walker real quick. Jordan Walker comes up, starts the season with the club, um, sets an MLB record. Isn't hitting for the power that the Cardinals want. The Cardinals send him on down back to Memphis where he's never really played. Tell him, go work on your launch angle. He gets down there. He's trying to do what they want him to do. It's not working. He's struggling really, really bad. And then he goes out to the media and says, I tried it. It didn't work. I'm going to do what got me here. Because I know by the end of the season, I will have the lit, the launch angle. He gets his opportunity called back up because of injuries or whatever the reason was that they called him back up. New bar, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe it was new bar. I think it was the combination of O'Neal, new bar, and Carlson all being injured at the same time. He comes, gets called back up. He has a rough first couple of games. Dude's on a 13-game hit streak right now. I think he's hit 
three more home runs, um, eight more RBIs. He's got a couple of extra base hits. He's yeah. looking really good. He's only the third Cardinal in history or in the last hundred years to have multiple 10 plus um, game hitting streaks before tw- being as a 21 year old or younger. Sorry. Couldn't think of how to put get that out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, a lot of people came out and said that the Cardinals broke Jordan Walker. This was a very common topic on this show um, by my typical co-host Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. He's on vacation with his family this week. Hope you guys are having a great time. Um, and a lot of his companions in the comment section agreed that Walker was broken. Did you ever think that Walker was broken, or did you just think it was a, it was a developmental phase? I thought. Well, I I thought it was a he. I thought the way he was sent down was pretty bad. I mean, he had a 12-game hitting streak, and then like two days later, he got sent down. Um, so I thought that was a problem because you're like, oh, I'm on top of the world. I'm starting – I'm setting the world on fire, and then all of a sudden you're getting sent down. And I think that was a big mental hurdle for him. Um, I was quite – I was like, oh, this could be really bad because – just because of the history of Cardinals um, rookies just being awful and then or doing starting off really well and then kind of falling off, that kind of worried me that history was going to repeat itself. And we had put so much at stake, um, you know, not making trades to keep Jordan Walker because he was going to be the second coming of Albert Poole. So, yeah, I was worried, but um, – I'm glad that I I'm glad that he was kind of like, listen, I'm getting too much in my own head and it's causing me to struggle. I need to just go back to the basics, what got me up to the majors. And he and like you said, he's figuring it out. And that's I love that. Um, I was trying to look at his June stats, but he's like he's got like a nine. Uh, I don't want to botch it, but he has a really good June so far so he's pretty much carrying the team right now yeah he's uh he is arguably the most consistent man we have at the plate right now um a name i'm gonna say that's really close to being the most consistent bat we have at the plate right now that you're gonna you're probably gonna try to cancel me for it tommy edmund has been one of the most consistent batters at the plate for the cardinals the last 30 days or so um He's got some power we're not used to seeing out of him. He's had like what six home runs this year, uh, Grand Seven. Slam included. Seven. seven. Oh, I know that's uh, Donovan. Sorry. Yeah, Donovan. Um, no, you're good. Uh, but Edmonds hitting the gaps. He's he's being very efficient at the plate. He's being very efficient on the base path. And let's be honest, he should be the overall Gold Glove nominee for the utility position this year. Because he's played second, short, and outfield, and he hasn't committed an error in center field yet. While he's, he's been, been starting, he's been amazing at center field. And anyone, yeah, I mean, that's I was about to do a go on on a tirade about some other player who I hate with a fiery passion. But uh, anyways, but I mean, Tommy Edmond and and Jordan Walker right now are carrying this team. The funny part is, we all knew Walker had a great bat. And we all know that Tommy Edmond is 
really, really, really good defensively. Tommy Edmonds now picking up the bat and being better offensively. And Jordan Walker is the biggest liability, one of the biggest liabilities in baseball defensively right now. Um, <laughs> how long? I mean, so this is this is where we're, this is going to lead us right into trades because mm-hmm. I've got scenario after scenario I want to run by you. But what do we do with Jordan Walker when the outfield's all healthy? Um. Well, you trade away anyone not named Jordan Walker. Okay. It may, it may even because I'm kind of, I'm kind of becoming more on the on board with this idea. It may even include trading away Newt Bar. I can't stand injured players. So Neil Carlson, Newt Bar. I I I'm not there with Carlson yet. Carlson, I think he's on the he's on the mend where he's just going to be amazing. But new, uh, so O'Neill, uh, yeah, O'Neill. I hate O'Neill. Sorry, get the fuck out of here, piece of shit. Go back to Canada. Go back to Canada. No one likes you in America. No, we all like him. He's just he's too jacked up, man. He needs to he needs to. Lay off the Lose stairs. some of that muscle tone so he stops hurting himself. And no, I don't. All right, well, let, let's, let's talk about it. I'm going to give you three names. Okay. And I want you to tell me which one of these is you can't trade, which one you want to trade, and then the, the, the one you leave out will obviously be one you want to keep with the team. Yeah. <clears throat> so don't trade and – Trade and then one. Give me your your untouchable out of the three and the one and here we'll just do it this way. Give me the untouchable out of three names. The other two are going on the block. Okay. Gorman, Edmund, Donovan. Gorman, Gorman, keep. Okay. So you mostly because I still think he has a higher he has a he hasn't touched his ceiling yet. I think Edmund has touched his ceiling. And I don't think Donovan has touched his ceiling yet, but I think that Gar- Gorman's ceiling is higher than Donovan's. Okay. So then Edmund and Donovan, which one are you trading for sure? This year? Yeah, deadline trade. Edmund. I still I still think Donovan I think Donovan can surpass Edmund, and I think we can get something for Edmund. For next year. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe the Angels for a certain reliever. Tapera. Oh, sure. Biscuit, baby. <laughs> All right. Let me give you three more names. Okay. Goldschmidt, Arenado, Contreras. <sighs> Arenado. I don't want to trade Goldie, um, but... He's technically older, so and he has less years on his contract. Wilson Contreras, I haven't gotten attached to yet. Um, also, I think you could find another catcher. Um, Herrera may be ready next year. So, but Herrera I, is going to London with the team. I I will say I've heard you guys talk about tr- rebuilding the whole team, and I totally am. I disagree with you guys so fucking hard. 
I was a I was about to text you guys and oh my gosh, I was gonna rail on you guys so hard. Trading Aaron Auto. <clears throat> Listen, this team is so freaking close. You just have to add, don't subtract, don't get rid of all the momentum you built. You just gotta get rid of the shit players. Don't get rid of the good players. Anyways, it, it's addition by subtraction, buddy. No, no. It's it's subtraction by subtraction. Don't don't tell me that you're better off without Goldie. Ugh. Anyways, it depends on what I get back. You better. If get I it. get if I get an ace pitcher or a number two that could be an ace, that's worth it to me. Especially if he's under the age of twenty eight. You need a couple of aces. I mean, he's almost. I mean, yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get into it because you guys have talked about it a lot. I don't want to add on to that. All right, now we're going to do pitchers. Oh. They can be con- – They some of them will be under contract. Most of them won't be. They can be what? <laughs> <clears throat> under contract. Uh-huh. That's not what you said. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. <clears throat> Michaelis, Flaherty, Montgomery. I was thinking about this one. Monty by a hair. And I'm not even sure if I want to necessarily keep Monty anymore. Yeah. Flaherty, okay. I think I think he would be perfect in with the Rangers if he re if he uh reconnected with Mike Maddox. Like I was texting you the other day. He I was like, he's gonna get traded and then he's just gonna turn into the, like the greatest pitcher of all time. He's gonna make Sandy Koufax look like Jack Flaherty. And it's just, it's just not going to be good. And it's going to make me, it's going to give me a heart, broken heart. But I think a change of scenery is going to be great for him. Michael is, he's, he's streaky, as you like to say. And he's getting paid until he's 37 years old. Uh, I don't want to pay him anymore. I don't want another Adam Wainwright situation. Get rid of him. Montgomery, I don't know. I, I don't know about him. He may be a four guy, but he's pretending like he's our ace, and he really is at the moment. So, so you think he's a number four? Maybe I don't know. See, I, I put I him as like a high three, low two. I don't know. He's not a two, in my opinion. He's a high four, low three. Okay. No, high four three. Yeah, I don't want to say he's a low three. He's a solid three. Okay. So we, we can agree solid three then. Yeah. 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 Right. I think he is a very good left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. I think his stuff plays. I like his passion because he's very internal about it. Like he gets, he legitimately gets angry if he does not go six innings. Mm-hmm. Like it and all bothers him. To happen ever. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm big on Monty. I didn't think I was going to like him uh, when we first got him, but uh, he's definitely grown on me. I like his attitude. I like his drive. Um, I mean, that's just, that's kind of where I am at on Monty. I mean, we might as well, let's get to trade packages right now. I want you to give me a trade package that's not realistic, but package together three or four players you want to get rid of to get any player you want or any players you want from another team. If you want to think, I can go first. Go first. All right. Because I have it, but I, I I don't know if it's it's a little too unrealistic. So I'm trying to think if there's another. Anyways, go ahead. Fair enough. 
So I'm trading Jack Flaherty. Okay. I'm trading Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, you hate me. Hold on. When I when I defend it, you'll be all right. I'm trading Tommy Edmond. And with those three good players, two of which were gold glovers, one's been an MVP, I'm going to make the team take their pick, Tyler O'Neill or Paul DeYoung. So I'm going to get rid of four. Then I'm going to go to the White Sox, and I'm going to say, give me Cease, give me Giolito, and I'll walk away. Because the White Sox are going into full rebuild. That helps open up some cap for us. That gives them some better leadership. It puts Flaherty in a city where he will, since he likes the California setup, Chicago is about as coastal as you can get in the Midwest. Send him up to Chicago to, to play with the White Sox. And give me two pitchers, which I know Cease has not had the greatest season, but he doesn't have a lot around him to work with either. Giolito is, we know what Giolito is. That helps stabilize our starting rotation. Now, here's where I defend it. You take Jordan Walker's out of the butt out of the outfield, you put him at first base. Okay? Yeah. You put Gorman at second. You put Donovan at short. Arenado's still at third. You keep Contreras behind the plate. That infield looks real nice. Then you got to figure out the outfield. So you got Newt Barr in center. I would have to go find a right fielder somewhere. Somewhere. And at that point, you can call Burleson in and let him play left. And that's your weakest position because Yepes just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, but it definitely keeps is Jordan under- Walker in the lineup, is what I'm trying to get at. And it makes yeah. Gordman an everyday player. Yeah. It definitely is unrealistic. <laughs> Goldie would never accept that trade. I know. Oh my gosh, he would. Oh my gosh, he would fight tooth and nail for that. Um, so I would say Edmund Kisner, maybe Graceffo, Andy Young for Shane Bieber. It's not going to happen, but I think that time has passed. I think at the beginning of the season that would have been perfect. Because you had Tyler O'Neill, Edmund, uh, a couple other players. But at that time is fucking gone. Thanks, Cardinals. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, at the deadline, oh, the heck. Uh, at the deadline, I think it, the, the, the Cardinals are sellers. I think they trade Flaherty, who's going to be a free agent. Uh, you trade him for a number five starter. You just start collecting either prospects or starter five starters, or I mean not five, five whole starters, and you lose out the rest of the season, and start fresh next season. With, with I mean you get rid of Michaelis. I don't care. You get a couple of good prospects for Michaelis. You won't get you won't get a top ten, but you'll get a couple of good prospects. You trade away um, Cabrera. Oh my. Gosh, Cabrera, fuck off. 
don't let my foot kick you in the ass on the way out. Um, I mean, you get, I mean, I want to get rid of all the pitchers, even Wainwright, but the Cardinals will never get rid of Wainwright. I mean, I want to get rid of everyone. Wainwright's getting a statue. He ain't going nowhere. Get a whole bunch of, no, I know. Get a whole bunch of J Haps, a bunch of John Lester's, and just let them run themselves wild. I don't care if they're injured. You throw them nine whole in- innings. I don't care if they're up to 200 pitches. Nine whole innings. Oh, sorry. Get rid of them and then just start fresh next year. Get what you can because you're not going to get much. Tommy Edmond, I'd trade Tommy Edmond. Go to, send him to the Angels if he wants it. Or I'm not, I don't care if he wants it. I think Tommy Edmond, I think he's done really well this year, but send him away because I don't want to get rid of Gorman and I don't want to get rid of Donovan. And Edmund, I think, is going to be a hindrance to both of them playing 162 or most of the season. O'Neal, if anybody wants O'Neal, trade him. If anyone I don't know why wants, I haven't DFA'd him yet. If anybody wants, I think they owe him like $10 million. So um, if, it, I, if the right trade proposal comes along, trade New Bar. Okay, if, so what, it, do, what do you got to get for New Bar to make it right? He's a fan favorite. Top, it he's got to have. I mean, it's got to be a top ten prospect. I mean, it. I'm telling, it has to be right. I'm not just going to give him away for you know, little scraps, but just give him some. Give him away for something. He's probably going to be. He, Edmund, and Michaelis are probably going to be your three biggest, like. Like fish. Um, I don't know about pitchers in the bullpen right now, but I'm sure there's someone. Who, I mean, at this point, keep Verhagen, make him a starter, and then just <laughs> I don't care if they lose out. I'm telling you, this year is a wash. Every time the Cardinals lose in 2023, it's going to be a win for 2024. And right now, we're a 150 win team in 2024 because. We're gonna be sucky the rest of the. I mean, sucky the rest of this season. And everyone is like, "Why are you guys so down at the dumps? They they beat the Nationals and the and the Mets in the uh, series. Good job, the Mets, who have arguably a worse season so far than the Cardinals. Good job. Arguably, their season is so much worse than ours because their payroll is four hundred million dollars. Yeah, and they still can't win. What happens when you pay multi uh, a lot of money to mediocre players? Oh, Brandon Nemo. Oh, uh, Jeff McNeil. Fuck you. I mean, I mean, oh, they paid Scherzer and Verlander too. Yeah, and Francisco they're like, Lindor. I mean, Verlander. He's looking great, but uh, how? He's. I mean, he's got. Oh, hold on. I said now he is. Oh, now I thought you said yeah. how. I was like. He's kind of like a really good ERA. Scherzer, I mean, he's showing his age a lot now. Yeah. But look at all the pitchers that got signed to the big contracts in the offseason. None of them have lived up to their contracts. DeGrom, out. Verlander started the season injured. Um, Rodon hasn't made an appearance yet. Yeah. Um, Who's the other big pitcher that went? 
in the pre-market. I'm just drawing a blank. My apologies. I don't even remember. I, there was another big name pitcher that got paid, and I don't think he's played at all this year. Quintana is not a big name, but he got a $20 million contract, and he hasn't played yet. Uh, I mean, you got guys everywhere who got paid yeah. this offseason who've been who got injured in the preseason or, or spring training or at the WBC, and then they haven't even played yet this year. Kershaw, I mean, right? Kershaw, Kershaw and Mar- yeah, but Kershaw's Kershaw and Martin Perez. Maybe it is Martin Perez. Martin's had an okay season. Kershaw, when he's out there, he's still still good. I mean, he's not as good as he was, but you know, yeah. he's got wear and tear. But he still is a I'd take him. <laughs> yeah. I would happily put him in my rotation. Bassett. Oh, Chris Bassett, that's it. Um, he's been pretty well. Anyways. Not not what he's getting paid for. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, last year was not a dominant year for pitching like 2022 was or 21, which is why everyone was stockpiling on players in 22. The Rangers, they got two players, and everyone was like, that's so stupid. Why are they doing that? Why are they paying these guys so much? It's like, anyways, whatever. It's not seventh-inning stretch. But anyways, that was – but, yeah, that's what I think. I think sell anyone. I don't want to bring up – Graceffo or any of the prospects. I don't want to bring him up yet unless you just feel like you can. Or maybe do it. Maybe bring him up and then let him have a trial by fire. Say, hey, you're going to suck this year, but next year we're going to win the World Series. Um, so I I don't know. I, But if you can find a couple really shitty starters, do it. Who are on expiring contracts. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was looking at 20, 24 uh, uh, free agents. I mean, uh, Giolito, I guess. If you could, I would say if Giolito, if you traded for Giolito this year, extend him two years for like $14 million, and then, oh, don't cry. I know. We have to get rid of some people, though. Um, but, like, I would immediately extend him to, to a two-year contract and just – because he could turn around if he had a different team around him, and maybe that's what you need. How true is that for pitchers, though? Pitchers can be average and then get traded or go to a new team at free agency and they – a whole new chapter. They're oh, have, like a whole different have, pitcher. That happened with Robbie Way, Ray, Ray. Uh, 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 let's see, who else? How about Almost. Michael Walker? Michael uh, Michael Walker took him a couple of new series, but still look at him yeah. in San Diego. He is he's arguably their best starting pitcher. Yeah, and oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, Gio, I, I'm I, that's my thing about Giolito. I would I would want to trade him and just keep him for a little bit. But so would I. I, I would, if I got if we got Giolito, yeah, I'd want to make sure he was around because he'll still eat innings when he's healthy. Um, but so um, so you really don't have any desire for the Cardinals to go make a big splash in at the deadline. The thing is, is if they did, what would it do? I mean, they would have to make a couple of splashes. That's the thing. Like you have to get at least three pitchers. 
what if they're just making a splash to contribute to next season? Then the price tag would be super. I've always said, like you've heard me say this, the price tag at the trade deadline is so astronomically high, so much high, higher than it is in the off season. Um, and so like teams are just like, oh, you really want this player? Come, come get it. And then you're going to have to trade in some, you're going to have to trade a Gorman, a Donovan, an Edmund, and other players just to get this one player. And then you no longer have the offense that you're trying to build that's been working for you, even though it's not working for you at the moment. <laughs> it's weird. So what you're saying is this really comes down to draft picks and development. <laughs> yeah. I, I Well, yeah. I it just... I mean, we have a lot of good draft picks, but I mean, I'm not, I, I don't want to trade Mason Wynn. Oh, either do I. That's, I mean, I want him to be my shortstop next season. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to trade Graceffo next, uh, necessarily. McCreevy, even. Tink Hintz, no. Tink Hintz, I don't, is he going to be ready next year or 25? Maybe second, maybe second half of next year. I think he's full time in 25. Dude, he still but, have you seen him pitch? Have you got to watch no, him? No, I haven't watched go look, anything. Go look, go watch some of his film. His mm. stuff is absolutely sickening, but he reminds me of Ricky and Keel. Can't control it. Damn it. When he's on, when he when he when he's got the feel for the ball, it's sickening. He's he's ridiculous. <laughs> but man, when he's off, whew, it's all over the place. And I loved Ricky and Keel. He was one of my faves. Your favorite outfielders? <laughs> no, he was one of my favorite pitchers because he was wild. He was he was the real life version of Wild Thing. Yeah, if you really think about it, he he was Charlie Sheen from Major League. He was a screwball <laughs> for sure. Hey, he's one of the only pitchers to ever successfully make a transition to a, a a position player, and actually do it well enough to be recognized. Yeah, mostly because of his arm, but he was fast. Yeah, dude, you gotta show Rick some love. I know, I, I, I do. It's just I, every time I, I just was not expecting Tink Hints and and Keel in the same uh, sentence. So it's like, oh, good, we're gonna have this scenario next season. But next season, go trade some of your prospects. Go trade for a Shane Bieber. Maybe if there is a trade package that works. But I mean, you're gonna have to sign people. You have to sign at you have to sign players. You can't just go, oh, well, this guy, this guy, nobody wants him, but I like him because he's a ground ball pitcher. Hint, hint, Drew Verhagen, you piece of shit. I hope that you have a long storied career with another team. But hey, he was good the first half of the season. Or the first half yeah. of what we've seen so far. The first half of the half season. It's the uh, first quarter. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, just don't don't make bonehead moves, Mo. I looked into your eyes. I never, I never told. Yeah, I looked into your eyes, and we had a moment, man. I saw he thought I was about to flip him off in so many ways. You were supposed to. I was supposed to. I was going to, but I just couldn't. I just, I just shook my head, and I, I could see we were both crying together. And it's like, just stop it, Mo. Just stop. Don't, Don't lie. Do you that. saw the bow tie in person and about fell in love. 
No, he was wearing a he wasn't wearing a tie. He was wearing a blue shirt though, the typical Mo thing. His yep. navy blue jacket with his blue sweater with his Dasani on hand. And then he gave me a little peace sign. I was like, don't peace. This was at the beginning of the same game, not at the end of the game. <laughs> if he did that, I would have flipped him off. But it's fine. Anyways, it's fine. Anyway, oh yeah. To put this into context, I went to the Rangers game a couple weeks ago against the Cardinals, and I was sitting right in front of John Mozalak. And I wanted to say, when are we getting Otani, man? But I was like, I know he's going to be like, no, we don't need to get Otani. You see, the team is was, was really structured around this. And then and then Gersh was going to be like, would you like some more popcorn, master? And then he <laughs> goes, no, you idiot. Then he bitch slaps, his, slaps uh, Gersh a little bit. He's like, who's the bad boy? You know what? I, speaking I just, of the great Bambino reincarnated. Oh, yeah. Uh, who would you give up to get Otani? My left nut. Uh, well, he doesn't. The Angels don't want that. I think they which, do. Which players would you give up from the Cardinals to get him? Realistically, realistically, where you're not killing the team. Mason Wynn, at least. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait. This is for a rental, Otani. No. No. Oh, to, this is for like this, this is, is like the okay. Six hundred million dollars oh, okay. for okay. ten years. Uh, yeah, when, um, Newt for sure. He won't come without Newt here. Newt's got to be here. That's his buddy. Oh yeah, that is true. Ah, uh, I would, I don't know. I would, I don't know if I could give up Goldie. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I Goldie is still an important part, and he's still got two years left, and he's going to win a World Series with us. He and Arenado are going to kiss on, on October 28th in 2024 because they're best buds, and they, they have that kind of relationship where they, they kiss each other with a little bit of tongue. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> You know what? Keep going. Just move on. You can get me in trouble. Otani's going to be. <laughs> Happy Pride Month, Josh. Yeah. You down there in Texas. You guys are big on that. You Texas love your Pride Month. Yeah, I have a Pride flag hanging outside my house. It's got the little triangle on it, too. Anyways. Go woke. Uh, go woke or go broke. <sighs> Anyways. Anything else? Um <sighs> Okay, uh, so man. No, I got I got nothing. You done Well let me let me do three of the guys that you like Michaelis, Edmund. Or who was the other guy who I was like, oh, he's got a couple of years left. Goldschmidt. No, 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 not Goldschmidt. <sighs> okay. Those two, because I can't think of the third, who have a couple of years left on their contracts, or before they're free agents, I should say, because Newt Bar is still in arbitration. Or not Newt Bar, Edmund is still in arbitration. 
who are you trading and do you think what kind of players do you think you can get for them so trading Edmund to me is very it depends on what else happens do I trade Edmund as my first trade piece absolutely not but if I'm trading Carlson or I'm trading I mean, I'd, I'd trade Michaelis before I would trade Edmund right now. Yeah. Because, because in, in, in all honesty, when, let's say when comes up next year. Go, so you got Win at short, Gorman at second. I can put Edmund in the outfield at left or right or center. Because I'm not going to have O'Neill. Carlson's always hurt. <laughs> Get yeah. Walker's butt out of the outfield and put him somewhere in the infield to rotate or be the DH. That's why, I, that's why right now I can't get rid of Edmund because he's proven to be more valuable than I originally thought he was by how well he's played center field. What about Donovan, though? He's your boy. See, I'd like to keep Donovan and Edmund and put each one of them in the outfield. Donovan's got a 361 on the season, on base percentage. Yeah, he's, he's not having as good of a season, but I think it's because pitchers figured him out, and he had a lot of pop in spring training. And that didn't – it didn't come over to the regular season, and I think he's been trying too hard. 361 on base? That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, but wasn't he like 400 last year? I don't know. <laughs> or am I just dreaming? Uh, last year he was he had a 394. Okay, so he's like a little lower. A little lower. I mean, like, like but he's that not was being in... bad. Yeah, that was in 468 at-bats. Eh, okay, so that's good. I mean, I don't want Donovan to go anywhere, to be honest. But I don't want Donovan. I mean, I don't want Donovan to go anywhere. That's what I meant. I love him. I love his attitude. I love the way he plays the game. He's always in it. He, the best thing is he works the pitchers. Like he, he, he drives up that pitch count every time he comes in the plate. So I'm big on Donovan. Yeah. The only thing with Edmund, though, for me is like everyone judges him on his defense, which is really good. But like his offense has been so really streaky. Like, like the last two years, he has been not horrendous, but he's been pretty bad at the plate. And then this year, he's done really well. But is that is that a sign of things to come, or is that just an outlier for things like out of the whole thing? I agree with you. He's streaky. Like his offense, his production of the play is streak, but each of the last two seasons he's had a hundred hits. Yeah, but you know that doesn't <laughs> I mean, matter. Don't you getting see? on base doesn't matter? Hold no, on, getting hits doesn't matter. Just getting hits hit. means you got on base. Because remember, it's only a hit if you get on base. Let's see. He what? Come on, come on. Yeah, stat check me real quick. It's only what? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Last year, uh, he had a 324 on base. Eh, that's about average. Let's see. He had a 153 hits, which is good for a 265 average. Uh, the year before that, he had a 308 on base. Yeah, below average. So it's just like he's just eh, he's just hovering there. That's what I don't like. I don't like hovers. But would you, would would you have? You, so you still won't take great defense with average offensive production? 
Not for, for this a guy team. to play the, but for the role he plays for this team. <laughs> She's got the hiccups. She doesn't Sorry. like that. <laughs> uh no, no, not for this team. Okay. I, I, maybe if he, we had better pitching than, but if like getting rid of Tommy Edmund meant we got some great bullpen pl- help, yeah, I'd get rid of him in a heartbeat. It meant, I would too at this point. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's just like I like him for what you said this a couple months ago. I'd like him for what he could bring to this team trade-wise. <laughs> He's great trade bait for you. Good to know. <laughs> Anyways, so we've been going an hour, and you need to go to – you need to put that baby to bed mm. unless you just want to talk about something else. Well, she's been – I think she's getting ready to wake up so she can eat again. She's about due. Well, pull your shirt up. That doesn't work, man. I'm a oh, guy. It doesn't. <laughs> you, your mouth says no, but your budget, your, your. You can't even say that. I'm not, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, uh, that's oh. funny. Anyways. You're snorting. You're snorting. But no, nah, man, we that was a it was fun. I do appreciate you coming on. Um, it wasn't short notice this time. We actually planned it out a little bit. You know, you always have an open invite if you ever want to come on and talk Cardinals. You're, you're always welcome. Uh, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we got seven days stretch. We're going to start about 10 p.m. Central Time. That may move 15 minutes one way or the other. Darren's back. We're going to break down everything and uh, start talking about the All Star break trading deadline, all the good stuff coming up over the next month. Logan is going to jump on for the Home Run Derby, so come on back oh. for the Home Run Derby. Watch along. He's going to come on for a little bit, hang out with us, and give us some of his personal insights from Texas. Who's the all-star? Uh, who's the all-star? For the Cardinals. Because I I made a comment yesterday on uh, John Boy Media that the Cardinals didn't deserve an all-star. To have an all-star um, on there, and I would like actively protest if they did have one. You know what? I can agree with you on that—that that they don't deserve to have an all-star. But if anybody's going to get the nod, it's got to be Gorman. Yeah, for his improvement from last season. Um, it just have, it'd have to be Gorman. The dude up until three weeks ago was at the top for home runs and RBIs. <laughs> Did you see Aaron Nato is top and third baseman? That's some bullshit. Listen, Cardinal fans, I get you're like, oh, we have to stay loyal to our team and our favorite players. Machado was hurt for too much earlier in the season. That's the problem. It doesn't matter. It if if you don't vote for Aaron Nato, you're not a true Cardinal fan. Fuck right off. Listen, the don't let your biases get in the way of what is right. Someone else deserves this. <laughs> Don't take it away. He doesn't even deserve the platinum glove, not even the gold glove, not even the silver glove this year, okay? Don't even start with me on this. He won't get the gold glove this year. He won't. It's going to be Machado. Yep. It's gonna, Machado's going to take him. He's going to dismantle him. Is Aaron it could be Mach- um, isn't there a young third baseman out there who's playing really well right now? Kind of Ooh. out of nowhere. Uh, I was going to say Ellie Dela Cruz. I don't no. know. He's trash. 
Shush. He's, so he's super fun to watch and very exciting. I don't like his antics when he hits home runs right now because he hasn't been in the league long enough and he's a prick. I mean, heck, I don't even like it when veterans hit a home run and they just stand there and watch I know. Him. It pisses me off. It's not the right way to play baseball. Back in my day, um, home runs, whenever the way you celebrated a home run was shaking a, shaking the first baseman coach hand and then, then doing a little salute sign on Memorial Day. But don't do it any other day. Otherwise, it's disrespectful. <sighs> Time to celebrate is after you cross home plate, not before. That's all I'm saying. But uh, no, Ellie De La Cruz. So this is what I am looking forward to. The rivalry that we're going to have with Ellie De La Cruz and Jordan Walker for the next 10 to 15 years, as long as they both stay with their teams. Let's become this Reds gonna... fans this year. No, that won't happen. I'm already a Reds fan. That won't happen. Um, Corbin Carroll is going to win the uh, NL Rookie of the Year. He's he amazing. is phenomenal. If you oh, haven't got to check him out, he plays for the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team that I said was going to make the playoffs. I didn't know they were going to be this good, but they, they are. They're better than I thought. Um, I also predicted the Rangers were going to be a playoff team this year. They're in first place in their division. The so, Astros are sucking this year. Susie must it. be. She Susie. must be quivering. Uh, I haven't heard from her much. I she is going to come on the show the the week after we play the Astros. Yeah, so she's going to have a chance to gloat. But um, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be like, "We finally won a series against you guys, you fucking!" And then it's going to be like, "Yeah, we sucked." Yeah, we're, we're a bad team this year. It's, we knew it was coming. Um, but no, so definitely check out some of these stretch to tomorrow night. Um, if you can't catch yourself live and be part of the show. Make sure you uh, subscribe on YouTube so you get the updates. Make sure you come up back for the Home Run Derby. Um, it's going to be a big event. We're going to live stream the entire Home Run Derby. Logan's going to be on. we got some friends from New York City that are going to be on the show. we got guys from California that are going to be on the show. So we're covering the whole country, east coast to west coast, north to south. Uh, make sure you jump in for that. Hit the comment section. Like, subscribe, share. Tell your friends about us. We're locally owned and operated locally based in each city that we are a part of. Based. Um, yeah, locally based. Like, we're St. Louis here. No, you didn't say locally based. We're, we're locally based. Based. Um, so, yeah, Logan, you just love screwing me up. Just like old times, buddy. But, uh, no, again, thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. Um, baby's doing well. Sorry I missed last week. Uh, Mama's doing well, too. And her big sister... Wants to help with everything, if you were wondering. <laughs> so, Logan, you got anything you want to say before I cut us out of here? Go root for the a a A's. And go send Darren some sad boy emojis. Because he's losing his heart and soul right now. No, he got Tampa Bay. Yeah, but he's still sad. No, he's he's having the time of his life, man. He gets to root for Tampa Bay because he got Tampa Bay at the start of the season. How are you feeling now that your Dodgers are in third place? You know what? You have. We can talk about that after we go off air because no, I have paid attention. Um, fine. I'm happy they're not winning. Yeah, I know you aren't. So, you know, you totally screwed the pooch on this whole thing that was supposed to happen. You were supposed to be happy, or not happy. You're supposed to be a. You're supposed to get into the culture there, man. I can't get into the culture of LA. It's never going to happen. I've been there once, and they were happy when I left. Wow, the whole place was happy. Oh, they rejoiced. 
or whatever they call it out there on the West Coast. Um, but I'm good. Are you good, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. I think all I right. said all I need to say. Y'all take care. We'll see you tomorrow night. If I don't see you tomorrow night, we'll see you back here next Wednesday night when Jordan will be back for more Birds of Bush. Thank <laughs> you.